Last year, I wrote an essay about marketing yourself and personal branding for my book on coding careers, and this is what I wrote: Think of yourself as a plain, unmarked can of soda. You've got awesome fizz inside. Branding would slap distinctive logo and colors on the can, and then marketing is responsible for getting you the freshly minted can of Coca-Cola in front of people. Branding is the stuff that uniquely identifies you. Marketing just gets your awesome in front of people. Of course, it helps marketing to have strong branding. That is why they're correlated. In fact, the strongest branding creates its own market. You don't want a laptop; you want a MacBook. You don't want an electric vehicle; you want a Tesla. I could list more examples, but I trust you understand. It's really easy to sell to a market in which you are the only seller, almost literally shooting fish in the barrel. Nobody can compete with you at being you. The other wonderful feature of personal branding is that it is entirely up to you to create stuff that uniquely identifies you. There's no store somewhere from which you can pick a brand off the shelf and put it on like a new coat. You create it from thin air with the full dimensionality of all of human diversity has to offer. Seven billion humans on Earth doesn't even come close to exhausting the possible space of unique selling points you can pick. So I read this rather indulgently to set the stage for the clip that I'm going to play today from the My First Million podcast. I think the second time I'm featuring them, where they talk about this idea of epoch, every point of contact. I'm going to tell a Tim Ferriss story that I we, I don't want to turn this into clips. I don't want this to get popular. Story but I'm going to tell a story. So Tim Ferriss years ago came to my office when it was when he had just. In, I I know Tim Ferriss because he would walk his dog. We were neighbors. We lived down the block from each other. We would walk our dogs together. Like he would be at the park, and I would be at the park. And I wouldn't bring up business. I wouldn't even act like I was a fan, other than I'm saying, "Hey, I just listened to this podcast the other day. It was wonderful. Good job." And so one day, he after he invested in my company, he comes to the office. He sees me drinking a Coke Zero, and he goes, "Hey, man, can I have one of those?" I go, "Yeah, dude, you can have as many as you want. Let me go get you one." <laughs> I give him one, and he chugs it super fast. He goes, "Can I get one more?" I go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I got you, dude. I brought him two. He chugs them." <laughs> We get done with this meeting. There's six of us in the office. I'm in. The, we're in a little baby conference room, which is basically a one bedroom, a bedroom in one of the apartments. There's about six of my employees, or four of them, and then Sieva was there. And he goes, "All right, well, that was a good meeting." And he pushes the Coke cans my way, and I go, "What?" He goes, "You mind throwing those away for me?" And I go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll throw them away." And I take them, and he just didn't want to be seen walking out with a diet soda can. <laughs> That's how particular this guy was. And you know what? I think it's great. I dig it. And Whenever we work with Tim, um, if I write something and there's a, a missed comma or something, he's on top of it. Right. And at first, I was like, you know, you're really being a pain in the butt. And then I realized, you know what? You're not being a pain in the butt. You are you're being Tim Ferriss. You, you are being exactly how you should be. Right. You are protecting your brand. You want things in a very particular way. You're being demanding. And I respect that. And I like that. And that's when I realized I don't think I could ever be a personal brand because you have to guard that shit like crazy. You have to be on top of it every single time. It has to be... Uh, it's got to be exactly a very particular way every single time. And that's how you build a really good brand. Um, you have to be on when you're on. I mean, I'm sure there's a know. phrase I use. I, I, I don't know if I made this up or somebody told me this. I have no idea. It was a long time ago, 10 years ago. It's called EPOC, E-P-O-C. It stands for every point of contact. It said, if you want to make a great brand, you need to be congruent. So you need to have something you stand for. All right. Most people don't know what they stand for. They're not clear about it. It's not unique. It's not compelling. It's not. Um, it's not something notable. But once you do that, the second step is at every point of contact, you have to embody that, right? So you can't be the four-hour body and be out of shape, right? You can't be like 
you know, four hour work week guy, and then, you know, you're super inefficient and you're working 80 hours a week. Uh, so, so you have to be congruent at all times. Uh, that's, that should be the goal as a brand is to, at every point of contact a customer has with you in any, any place, uh, they're getting that same, they're getting that same thing that you stand for. And, um, and so that's, that's like an aspirational goal. Of course, you don't do that. It's not, it's not achievable, but it is a mindset to have in order to reinforce the brand many, many times because people will have experiences with you, right? This is like Disney World. Disney World has all these things, right? Where they're like, you know, there's no, um, I forgot what all the things are. It's like, there's no trash cans and there's no, like, uh, you can't see the mascots ever taking a smoke break with their head off. You know, you can't see Mickey Mouse smoking a cigarette. It's like, no, we have to be at every point of contact this place stands for joy, then everything's got to be joy, right? The bathroom's got to be joy. The food's got to be joy, right? Like all these different things. Um, that's what great sort of brand owners are, are, are strive to do. And what you and I do, or at least I know I do it, is um, I test stuff with people. And so in a way, we have a podcast. I mean, I would say we're actually, what you see is what you get. I mean, we, I, you and I talk like this regardless if, it, if the camera's on or not. But um, I do know like which jokes hit. And I'll test them on people, right? I, I kind of see like, oh, this story I just told, it caught that guy's attention. I should tell it a little bit differently, though. And with Tim and other people, I've seen them repeat phrases like, um, uh, I don't pretend to be a doctor and I don't play one on TV. Right. Like, that's just like this phrase that he uses. And I guess it, it kind of hits. Like, and yeah, it, you're so likable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and these phrases that I've seen these, quote, famous people. So a guy like Tim, who else do I know that's like fits this category? Jack is definitely one of them. Um, Jack Butcher. Um, it, I've told the story I, before I've, on the pod, but Chris Saka did this and it blew me away. I met him in person. And for those who don't know, Chris Saka is like one of the best investors ever to the point where he's already retired. He doesn't, now he only invests in climate change stuff because he's like, I already, already won the game of like money and success. He's, it's called post-economic. Yeah, he's post-economic as Balaji taught us. Uh, so I met him in person and he told this story. And as he was telling the story, he had all these little offhand little moments where he's like, he's like, you know, I didn't, I didn't realize that, that, that at the time. Um, or like, he'd be like, he'd say something and he'd correct himself and he'd be like, blah, blah, blah. Well, I guess you know, that would mean this, but uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, but he used that line and on everything. I saw him on he? CNBC one yeah. day and he said the same fucking thing, the exact same fucking way. Like a comedian does in their sets yeah. where a comedian, if you go up there and it feels like a comedian has said this joke a million times and they're bored of it, then it's not funny. But a comedian has to sort of like, it's almost like they're realizing or telling this story for the first time. That's when it really hits. And so I saw him do that and I go, Oh, there's levels to this shit. Like not only do you have to be able to be good at it, this is like, this is like comedy. This is like storytelling. This is like, this is like a play, you know, a Broadway show that goes on on stage every night and there's a new person in the crowd and they have to do it like it's the, this is a Tuesday night, but no, this is our open, this is our best performance ever. This is the first time we've ever done it. This show matters the most. And we repeat our lines. And I thought, oh, wow, I've never even thought about that. But yeah, I guess it makes sense. You could kind of craft these stories that hit. And you could tell them over and over. Once you have them, that's in your bank. And you could, I tell this story, people feel this way about me. And um, that's cool. So I'm going to try and bring this back to the brand thing. But before I do, um, another way that you can see this is when you're pitching stuff. So when you're pitching your company to people, you have to, and I, I mean, I did this well, when I, when, both when I was selling the company, if I was ever trying to raise money, if I'm ever trying to convince, uh, I've, I, you know, I do, uh, when I am on other podcasts or, and also when I um, am hiring someone, I've got the same pitch and I look at the inflection of my, or I, I, I look at the person's eyebrows 
and I look at their body language to see where right. I get them to lean in, and I get it, I see where I get them to fold backwards. And you got to find these hooks, and you constantly got to throw them out, and you got to see what 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 bait works, right. and then you just rinse and repeat. And he was like, "Ooh, that line hit." Right. Um, or when I said I wanted to be like Ted Turner, fuck, they didn't know who Ted Turner was. Okay, what else do I got? Yeah, you know exactly, what I mean? exactly. So there's a bit in there about knowing what parts of you trigger the attention of others, and trying out various phrases and iterating on it, like a comedian would. I think that's something I inherently grasp because in my childhood, I mess around a little bit in the theater. But I think the people who are really good at it just spend a lot of time working on it, more time than an, any sane, normal person would. But that's kind of the point. If you want to be elite at personal branding, you have to put in the work.